Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, April 23rd, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got Speaker Nancy Pelosi's first quarter fundraising numbers, and they are eye-popping. Number two, there's a lot of talk about bipartisanship under the dome these days, but will any deals actually get done? And number three, RNC Chair Ronna McDaniel is heading to Florida for the House GOP retreat. All right, Jake, TGIF, we have the number one story of our day. Is it ever really Friday, though? It seems like it's never Friday, <laughs> but I guess it actually is. It is today. Uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, prolific fundraiser, uh, has been for a very long time. We have some new numbers that we are reporting in this morning's AM newsletter. Hit him with us. Or hit them, hit us with them. I'll hit I'll hit everyone with them. Um, the California Democrat Nancy Pelosi, big fundraiser, raised more than thirty two point four million dollars in the first quarter. That's you know ten million dollars a month or a little bit more than that, including twenty five point two million directly for the DCCC. Now let's pause in this for a second. Um, people. Uh, raise money in all different ways. Pelosi is just Pelosi does all sorts of things. She raises money directly for the DCCC. She oftentimes raises money herself and gives it to the DCCC or raises money directly for members or gives money to members. There's all sorts of ways to do this. Um, Nancy Pelosi has long been one of the best. She says her office says she has raised a billion dollars in the last 19 years for Democrats. That doesn't sound that ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it maybe it sounds kind of crazy just in terms of that. That is what the fundraising machine is like. I, I do think and I'll just say this and, and stop there. But I do think one of the things that is important to zoom out on as you look towards the future of the Democratic Party in the House and leadership as Nancy Pelosi looks towards her own exit is who's going to fill this void? Yes, obviously, when you're the speaker or you're the leader of a party, you take that mantle up and you can raise more money just by the the that position. But she has really made a cottage industry of it. She spends a ton of time, typically not in COVID, on the road, doing a lot of stuff for other members. And it's one of the key things when you look at this next generation of leaders to look at and to say, are they willing to do the work, which is the first part, but two, you know, do they have the ability to go to small dollar donors as well as large donors and get them to cut checks? Uh, yeah. And, you know, I'll say one other thing, Anna, that what's helped her is that the um, laws have changed and um, the practices have changed. So, like, now she could raise, I believe, $770,000 from uh, individuals because what they do basically is so... Uh, Nancy Pelosi goes to individual X, gets a $770,000 check, and then that check splits out to a bunch of different entities um, that all basically serve the same purpose. It's basically legalized money laundering is what people say in the Capitol, right? Like, there's nothing... It's completely proper, 100% proper, but like, so Nancy Pelosi will raise that money. Some will go to the DCCC, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. Some will go to a building fund to keep the DCCC's building open. Some will go to a legal recount fund. So there's just a bunch. It just, the money comes in and then splits up into a bunch of different organizations that ostensibly have similar purposes. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the day with this headline, smoke, but no fire, question mark. So we uh, have been talking a lot about 
bipartisanship, shifting into a different era, kind of in the post-Trump world, where in the last four years, there wasn't a ton of Republicans and Democrats getting together on issues large or small. But we've, I think there's been a, a real shift. I mean, whether that actually amounts to anything ultimately or not, I think it's definitely noteworthy. Yeah. So we were sitting in the gallery yesterday and kind of, you know, wondering, thinking about how many, how many like negotiations we're tracking right now, right? So, and there's so many. I mean, it's crazy. There are so many legislative negotiations. I'm not suggesting any reason why. I don't know why exactly, and I'll leave that to, to other people, but so many things happening at once. Infrastructure, American Jobs Plan, which is Biden's $2.5 trillion bill, trying to get that through this summer. Um, they have to get a budget through to get that through. Republicans have put out their $600 billion, just short of $600 billion plan to um, uh, try to counter Biden. And um, the Problem Solvers Caucus, which, you know, I don't think much of. But anyway, they plan to release their infrastructure bill this morning. All right. We also have police reform, something that is getting national attention uh, in the wake of the Derek Chauvin trial and other shootings. Um, Karen Bass, the Democrat from California, Tim Scott, the Republican from South Carolina, and Cory Booker, the Democrat from New Jersey, have been holding these private talks. But it does feel like that is coming to a head in a way. It's it's always, you know, it gets very hard when the details, you know, kind of coming to some kind of negotiation there. But it does feel like there has been momentum on that area in a way that it's happened in fits and starts before, but you could really see something happening here. Yeah. And then you have um, immigration, which we got some news yesterday from Senator Dick Durbin in our conversation, our live uh, Punchbowl News conversation. Uh, he thinks there's there could be a DACA for border security bill with a little bit more on the side. Um, and he's hosting a dozen member bipartisan talk on immigration. And he seems to think, I don't know, I get duped pretty easily when it comes to people seeming positive on these kinds of negotiations. I don't know. And I thought he was more positive than than many people have been for a lot of years. You're pretty bullish, honestly, in an in a issue that has had a lot. He's Looted been doing everybody, for 20 right? years. I mean, working on this issue alone, and he seemed to feel as though that he's been bringing together a, a dozen or so Republicans and Democrats in the Senate on these issues and, and seemed to have pretty clear eyes about where there could be some agreement and not getting kind of you know stuck in this concept of it has to be comprehensive um but thinking about where it, by know, the way where they've been stuck where they've been stuck for like a decade um other two issues real quick that we're seeing progress on in terms of just bipartisanship we've been talking a lot about china this week with the discussions between chuck schumer and todd young um so that's something to watch uh, there's going to need a ton of political will on this but you know, there is, I think, in terms of in the Senate in particular, a lot of agreement that they want to do something on this China issue. Yeah, that's right. And that 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 could come pretty soon. Um, the White House, though, is is pretty, uh, you know, the White House said we look forward to working to shape this more, which means, you know, buzz off and let us in the, the room uh, and guns, you know, still stuck. Guns have been stuck for two decades as as uh, our colleague John Bresnahan likes to remind us he's been covering this for for 20 years. Um, uh, Chris Murphy in Connecticut, Democratic Senator Dick Blumenthal, both from Connecticut, um, have uh, been trying to find some common ground, have not been so successful. 
All right, the number three story of the day, and you're actually heading down there to wonderful Orlando, Florida for the House GOP retreat. Ronna McDaniel, the RNC chair, is going to headline the Monday lunch. Um, talk to us a little bit about, because I think it's always interesting, these retreats, we've been going to them forever. Um, typically, they're they're not you know flights down to Florida. They're usually in some place in Virginia and everyone goes. But what are you expecting out of this retreat, Jake? Yeah, Anna, I remember you and I drove to <laughs> Colonial Williamsburg, yes. Virginia <laughs> back in the day. Um, you know, uh, uh, I really, it was a nice hotel. It was, though, it was actually very nice. I think I still get, I think I still get emails from them. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Orlando, Florida, House Republican retreat. It's kind of an opportunity for the Republicans to get away, work out some issues. It usually doesn't not a ton comes from them, but usually they, you know, there have been some big accords in the past. There was an immigration uh, accord that Republicans struck at one of these a bunch of years ago. Um, the first one I went to uh, was the time Barack Obama came to the Republican retreat and Mike Pence, then the House Republican conference chair, opened the doors to allow cameras to see the, their conversation with Barack Obama, which was an abject disaster for Republican Republicans. Um so what do I expect? I don't expect a ton. I expect interesting conversation. I, I you know, I expect them to put some meat on the bones of where they see themselves politically. Uh, we'll have some interesting content for everybody next week from the Republican retreat in Orlando. So uh, keep an Stay eye out for that. Stay tuned. Uh, Ronna McDaniels headlining the uh, uh, lunch, Tom Emmer of Minnesota, the NRCC chair, Dan Constan, the head of the super PAC that um, that supports Republicans will be there. Also going uh, is uh, Ari Fleischer, former White House press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, the leading candidate to be governor of Arkansas, um, will be there. So a um, lot of interesting faces, a lot of inter interesting conversation will bring a lot to you from the road. One person who will not be there. President Joe Biden was not invited. So at least worth noting that. Thanks so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.